Has Russia been discovered in the Bible? Does the Russian revolt have prophetic implications? And was the rebellion really a failure? All this and more today on The End Time Show. Welcome to the End Time Show. Vince Stegall here with Doug Norvell. We have open lines at 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. We're taking your calls today. We'd love to hear from you. Was the rebellion in Russia actually a failure? I'm going to dive off into that. I really, Doug, I want to talk to you about how this might be overshadowing all the Biden stories, but you wouldn't let me. You're censoring <laughs> us here. I'm really not. You can talk about that all you want to. I just said don't don't put it in the title. That's all I said. But you also don't want to talk about it. Well, because I mean, it's all conspiracy, and I, I appreciate it. Well, that. there's a lot of things that aren't conspiracy, but there's a lot of things that we still need to sort out before we start probably talking about them on air. So, Indeed, so I yeah. won't bring it up today. But there has been a lot of things to distract one and take your mind off of certain things. So I will agree with you on that completely. And we won't get into it no, today. No, not today. So I won't bring it up. So, but we are going to look at... <laughs> you already at, did. Oh, whoops. <laughs> Uh, we are going to look at, um, you know, Russia being discovered in the Bible. That's a really interesting take, and we're going to show you uh, scripture on that later on. Before we do, we'll be talking about the revolt and whether or not it has prophetic implications. We go into tremendous detail about modern nations discovered in the Bible in our brand new series, Understanding the End Time. It's a 14-episode series. It's now available for pre-order if you haven't heard yet. Endtime.com slash ABC. It's brand newly updated with... Dave Robbins, and there's clips um, with Irvin Baxter throughout the entire series. So it's definitely going to be one of our foundational um, series that we offer for many years to come. It will help you understand Bible prophecy perhaps in a way that you never have before. It makes things super clear so anyone can understand it. And when you pre-order right now, there's an exclusive deal available for you. You're going to get over $350 in bonus items, including a VIP video call where you can interact with Dave uh, like, like a FaceTime call, sort of. So be sure to go to endtime.com slash ABC, pre-order today, or give us a call at 800-END-TIME, 800-363-8463. The number to join us on air is 877-END-TIME, so be sure to call in while we have open lines. Doug, how surprised were you when you woke up to the news about Russia? Well, honestly, Vince, I wasn't very surprised. I mean, we, we've talked about this Several times since the invasion into the Ukraine, we've talked about how uh, possibly, you know, there would be a regime change there. Because what we see right now, we see Russia kind of pushing against the world government and what they really want to do. And as we, we see this where he's standing up to NATO and the NATO forces and he's kind of pushing back against them because of this invasion into Ukraine. When this all started, Vince, remember Putin said that this was a military operation. It was not... Uh, they were not going in there to con- conquer the country. They were actually going in there to uh, get some Nazis out of the very powerful political positions they were in and to expose some things that were happening in Ukraine. Uh, but, you know, one of the other things that we discussed is that NATO, they do
do not want NATO on their back door. They don't want NATO in Poland. They don't want NATO in the Ukraine. And so uh, as, as NATO had made these promises after the Berlin Wall came down, and we've talked about that before, uh, and the world government said we will not you know, move an inch in the direction of Russia and take any territory, well, they've kind of faltered back on what they said, and they've done that ever since. And so this, these are some of the things that Putin has said. And I'm not by any means taking up for Putin and what he's doing. I'm just saying sometimes there's more to a story than what we get from our media. And so I think that this might be, there might be more to this story too. Still not sure which way it's going though, which is what we're going to try to unravel today on the program. And I think we're going to, Doug. Yeah, I hope so. We've got number of clips to share mm-hmm. to show people what's actually going on. I think um, um, it's important for people to know the truth. And like you said, our news media doesn't always give that. Yeah, we always try to do our best to do that. As far as we know, we are. Sure. And so, as we are uh, coming across new information, we always share that as well. So, interesting things coming out of Russia. I don't know how you want to start this off, but I'm ready to dive right in. If you are, yeah, let's do it. So the uh, the mercenary group revolt against Moscow. I don't think it was even 24 hours long, right? Mm-mm. So what out of this story do we need to share today? Well, the, the main thing is that we, we just need to kind of explain what happened on Saturday. You know, I know a lot of people saw a lot of things and the news media was really pushing that this was going to be a revolt that they were going in and they were going to change regime there in Russia. Uh, we saw, I don't know if everybody saw the footage. Maybe we could have shared some of that footage today, but I thought that people had probably seen it because now this story is, you know, three or four days old. But this story keeps changing and more information keeps coming out on it. But, uh, you know, this revolt really was happening because of this, the Wagner group, which is really, it's a it's mercenaries is what it is, but they're mercenaries that fight alongside uh, with Putin's uh, military. And these guys have done a whole lot of things. We'll kind of uncover that a little bit more too. I don't want to give too much away, but this, but the leader of this revolt was actually friends with uh, Putin. And at one time was Putin's chef because this guy is from what I understand, quite the chef. So he was Putin's personal chef, and they've been friends. But he's also a pretty hardened criminal. And so we'll, we'll discover some of that. But anyway, as they made their march toward Moscow, it, it quickly uh, was shut down because the leader of this revolt said that he didn't want to shed any more Russian blood. He kind of got his point across, so to speak, is what the media is telling us. And there was a a treaty made uh, between him and Putin uh, through the leader of, um, uh, now I can't remember the name. Uh, Ukraine? No, the other place. Uh, Belarus. So the leader of Belarus, that's it. Sorry, folks. The leader of Belarus, he kind of helped you know, broker this peace between the two. And even now, after it's fizzled out and everything, instead of pushing forward with, um, you know, uh, charges against this revolt, they've even kind of dropped that and said there will not be any charges against uh, the leader of this revolt or uh, the people that were revolting with him, his group. So uh, it's interesting, and that's what this article kind of is telling us about. It's just kind of talking about that the deal... Uh, was announced Saturday and that uh, the the neighboring Belarus was the one that supported Russia's uh, side of this and kind of got things uh, quieted down and charges against uh, 
I can't even say the guy's name, so I don't know how you say it, but we'll hear it several times before yes. it's over with. Um, you mentioned ca- blood shed, but I didn't know there was any casualties, and I know we don't have time to get into that, but right. was there actually any casualties? We're going to look at that on the other side of the break. Yes. Uh, before we do, it's a very special day here at End Time Ministries. Our longtime audio engineer here at uh, End Time, been with End Time for decades. Uh, it's his birthday, Doug. He's a big six zero. So happy birthday, Jim Stigman. He plays the saxophone. That's why that graphic's up there. And uh, I don't know what we'll have to pay for this graphic, but we weren't in charge of this. So no. happy birthday, Jim, our awesome. audio engineer. Yay, Love Jim. Jim to death. He's 60. And uh, so comment, happy birthday, Jim, in the comment section. We'll be right back after this break to tell you more about the casualties in Russia. Happy birthday, Jim. voice spoke to me and said, I've got something I want to show you. I was so sure God had talked to me. And I was stunned by what I saw. A direct fulfillment of this over 2,500 year old prophecy. The United States will stand with Israel. Why haven't I ever seen this before? One third of humanity What do these beasts symbolize? The lion, the bear, the leopard. The combined beast from Revelation 13 represents the end-time government of the Antichrist. Understanding the end time. Now available for pre-order at endtime.com slash abc. Go to endtime.com slash abc or call 800-END-TIME. Satan and the elites of this world don't want you to understand the timeline leading to the second coming of Jesus. You can pinpoint where we are in the end time, understand how you fit in, and be filled with hope in God's plan by watching the future according to Bible prophecy. Go to endtime.com slash future or call 800 endtime. That's 800-363-8463. What if you could understand Bible prophecy? Dave Robbins, the host of the End Time Show's TV and radio programs, is holding a free prophecy conference near you. Gain peace and understanding about what the Bible says concerning end time prophecy. Call 1-800-END-TIME or go to endtime.com slash events to see when Dave will be in a location near you. Welcome back to the End Time Show. Vince Stegall here with Doug Norvell. We have open lines at 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. Was the rebellion in Russia Russia over the weekend actually a failure? We're going to talk about that more. We're we're getting into the casualties, uh, whether there really were casualties or not. Some are reporting that there were. Some are reporting that there were not. So we're going to figure that out. And then, of course, we're wishing our audio engineer a happy birthday right before the break, so it's his 60th birthday, so you're typing happy birthday, Jim, in the comments, 
And uh, he said in our ear that payback is coming, apparently. So um, he is a saxophone player, and people, um, the audience commenting, are saying they want to hear him play the saxophone. So hey, he uh, can play it. He can play it, that's yes, for sure. Can. So that may happen one day. You never yeah. know. He, he, he <laughs> Doug on the trumpet and Jim on the saxophone. So Yeah. Hey, you uh, never know. We could, do a, we could do a duet together. You never know. So comment, happy birthday, Jim. And uh, let's get back into this Russian okay, story. Okay, let's do Doug. it. Yeah, <laughs> before we get in more trouble. Well, okay. So speaking of the casualties, you mentioned that you know some people are reporting there was, some mm-hmm. people are reporting reporting there wasn't. President Putin, uh, in a statement yesterday, spoke of fallen pilots, and so uh, he he called them fallen hero pilots. Uh, now we we do, like I said, there were footage of helicopters, you know, launching missiles and things like that, uh, but. We don't know about the details because the article says that he didn't go into details about the number of casualties or even the aircraft that were lost. Uh, The boss of the Wagner mercenary group said that his forces had hit Russian aircraft, which were dropping bombs and launching rocket attacks. In a bid to stop their advance toward Moscow, he voiced uh, regret for having to shoot down Russian planes. And then Ukrainian authorities, Vince, of course, we kind of expect it from Ukrainian authorities to say things, but they said that the Wagner forces destroyed six Russian helicopters and a plane during the short-lived rebellion on Saturday. Uh, It it also said that uh, there were a lot of popular bloggers and uh, social media people who were reporting this, too, and even had some footage of downed aircraft. Now, whether or not that was footage from the Ukraine war or footage from this, we don't really know. Are we going to show that footage today? Because, <laughs> like, I've seen some footage, but yeah. nothing that describes what I've heard reported. Because of the fact that I didn't see anything that looked significant and I couldn't tell if it was now or from the Ukraine war, I didn't post anything I mean, today. So I, I am not proposing anything with this, but yeah. s- seriously, as I've heard the stories and tried to find stuff, I'm going... Is yeah. this made up? Like, did it even really happen? Which I know that obviously there's stuff on it that says it did. Mm-hmm. It's just like you would think. It's kind of like those aliens in Vegas. It's like nobody <laughs> had their phones out. Right. right. No one captured anything worth sharing on this. Maybe they did. I just haven't seen it yet. Well, there were reports even saying that roads were destroyed because they were trying to stop the advance of the Wagner Group from making it all the way into Moscow, that they made it like 160 miles out of Moscow. Were all these thousands um, of soldiers walking together? I, I have no There's idea. There's got to be footage of that. It's, that's <laughs> I, all I'm saying. It's like, yeah, I agree with you 100%. And, you know, so the media is pushing a narrative, and then, of course, uh, Russia's pushing another narrative. But the thing that I, I want to help everybody understand is why did this even happen and, uh, you know, one of the reasons why this happened, so let's just talk about that for a second. One of the reasons why this happened is the leader of the Wagner Group says that Russian military actually uh, took out a one of their military posts where his men were and killed several of his men. And he believed that it was done purposely. And so that's what the revolt started, uh, supposedly. Uh, but, you know, I mean, there's there's a whole lot of things that make you question. So why did this guy even think that he could march into Russia is one of the questions that I would ask. And so one of the things that I found out is, you know, we look in this article that comes out of The Guardian. Uh, some of the information they were saying was how that he built his military force into a powerful force over the years. He fought in Africa, Middle East and Ukraine, Syria 
and uh, his man established himself as a formidable fighting force. This like, is the chef. Yeah, the okay. chef. And these guys apparently uh, proved themselves to be quite incredible fighters, and uh, and didn't they? They fought like they had nothing to lose. Well. One of the reasons why I think they did this is because we find out when you read in this article, we find out where he recruited some of these men. He was allowed to recruit out of the prisons last year, and he recruited uh, his ranks of soldiers of about 50,000 men, according to our Western intelligence, from prisons. So no wonder they fight like that. You know, they got nothing to lose. I mean, if... You know, they probably threatened with going back to prison if they don't stand there and fight. But well, either, um, but I would think in Russia, if you do something like this, you're going to be killed. Yeah. You're going to be executed. Exactly. That's what you would expect to come out of this. Well, what happened, though? They were pardoned. They, they actually, instead of saying we're now, whether or not, you know, I'm just saying this is what the news is telling us. And mm-hmm. whether or not later on that guy, you know, eats some, some porridge and... Doesn't wake up the next morning, we don't know. But apparently, there's not going to be any kind of repercussion for this. Hmm. Uh, and, and maybe because he was Putin's friend, I don't know. Or maybe because something is going to happen. But this, this guy, is not a, he's not a good guy. Just because he was a cook, don't sell him short for what kind of soldier he is. Because apparently, he's pretty cutthroat and he's pretty dangerous. And we'll find that out in some of these interviews that we have uh, coming up, so so that's kind of why he did it, and that's why he thought he could even win. So, well, the, Doug, before we get into the clips and such, yeah. I want to remind you that we need your help. Mm-hmm. Sharing this video goes a long way in reaching more and more people. So, pause what you're doing, hit the share button. Uh, like I've told you before, we have hundreds of thousands of followers, and only a few hundred get notified. We can't explain that entirely, but. Uh, we just know that Facebook doesn't notify you or YouTube doesn't notify you for some reason. So if you can share this video, it helps us out a lot. Love the video. Hit the heart instead of the thumbs up. That goes a long way. And then, of course, comment. You can comment something like, Happy Birthday, Jim. You can comment something like, Just say the word Russia. And, and let's get the word out. So your help in that regard goes a long way in spreading this message. And we've got these clips that you definitely need to see, so that'll help as well. Your fa- family and friends, you share it now. They might not see it for four hours hours or even a day or two so sharing goes a long way help us out with that yeah. so so one of the questions that i asked was okay did america or even nato have anything to do with you know pushing the wagner group into doing this and uh so that's one of the questions i asked because in in the past vince we've heard senators and even reporters talk about uh Putin possibly being assassinated or that someone needed to take him out. I put in a couple of quotes from Lindsey Graham. This comes out of March of 2022 from The Hill. And Lindsey Graham uh, was talking about uh, the Russian president, Vladimir Putin, being assassinated. And he said if John McCain was alive, he would agree with him that this needed to be done. Uh, So he was asked later on during a press conference if he stood by a call for Putin to be assassinated. Now, this is Lindsey Graham. He's a senator, right? And he says, yeah, I hope he'll be taken out. This is a quote from him. I hope he'll be taken out one way or another before claiming that McCain would have agreed if he were alive to witness Russia's invasion into Ukraine. He said, I don't care how they take him out. I don't care if we send him to the uh, Hague 
and try him. I just want him to go. And yes, I'm on the record, Graham said. And if John McCain were here, he'd be saying the same thing. Then he also tweeted this on March the 3rd, 2022. He said, if there is a Brutus in Russia, it is a, uh, there is a more successful Colonel Stauffenberg in Russian military. The only way this ends is for somebody in Russia to take this guy out. You would be doing your country and the world a great service. Mm. So there is a United States senator calling for the assassination of a world leader, and not just a world leader, but a, a nuclear-powered world leader. So very uh, strange that he would even say that. But what's even stranger, Vince, is reporters have said this. So I got a clip from one that everybody will recognize, mm. and we can play that from Fox News. Now, we'll hear about shows like this. They need to stop taking orders from this murderer. They need to take him out. The world needs to agree that Putin should no longer be running Russia. He's a murdering, authoritarian thug, killing innocent civilians, and civilized countries need to agree that he must be removed sooner than later and by whatever means necessary. Didn't say assassinate him. Mm-mm. He said take him out by whatever means necessary. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. what are you implying? Well, he's not talking about taking him to Texas Roadhouse for a steak. <laughs> so he's talking about taking the man out, and somebody needs to step up and do it. Calls him a murderer. You know, and some people bring Putin's age into this, but he's only mm-hmm. 70. Yeah. I mean, look how old, look how old our president is. That's Sorry, true. that hit me funny. <laughs> That's true. And, uh, our president is and, quite old. And the, number one, the current number one Republican candidate, Donald Trump, is not that far behind Biden. Right. Uh, so it's Putin has... Plenty of time left if we're comparing him to yeah. the leaders of the United States. And I don't know if you remember when President Obama was in office, but there's a picture of him riding a bicycle with a little flowery basket on the front of his bike. And then they compared him to Russia's president, who was riding shirtless on a big stallion I, out in the I'm middle of the world. With the, it's like, is. wow, who has the more impressive leader right now? But anyway, we digress. Um, so it's it's interesting that we're hearing people call for... Putin to be taken out when when this began to happen. Yes. Uh, even uh, the the stranger thing, you know, because the question I'm asking is, did we have something to do with this? Because people want him taken out. So it was very odd because immediately our president, who you just mentioned, uh, came out and made a statement, and we got a video there, and we also had some analysts talking there. It's going to give us a little bit more information about the Wagner Group and the things that happened there in Russia. You want to look at that? Absolutely. Let's do it. So the dust still hasn't settled in Russia. It's hard to know what's going on. But President Biden held a press conference to assure the public that the U.S. was absolutely not involved. Watch. We gave Putin no excuse to blame this on the West or to blame this on NATO. We made clear that we were not involved. We had nothing to do with it. This was part of a struggle within the Russian system. Michael Walters is a congressman from Florida, and he joins us now. He also used to be a Green Beret commander. Um, Congressman, break it down for us. Um, Look, I don't want to put uh, any of our operators um, at risk. Can you explain to our audience what went down overseas? 
Yeah, well, look, you have uh, basically an independent militia, a mercenary group uh, that was more powerful and more effective than the Russian army. Uh, that was causing all kinds of friction uh, internally. Uh, they were effective. They'd been effective in Africa and the Middle East, and they were the most effective force in, uh, in Ukraine by far. Uh, the Russian army was looking to turn on this group because they don't suffer competitors uh, very well. And it appears that Putin uh, is trying to play both sides to his mm -hmm. advantage, uh, right? Uh, and that's what strong men do. They appear strong uh, and they appear to be pulling the strings. What I think pulled the rug out from under Putin himself was that he didn't have the forces to stop this militia group, the Wagner group, as they turned, uh, you know, the snake turned to bite the hand. Uh, Wagner shot down seven Russian aircraft as they were marching on, uh, as they were marching on Moscow. And I'll remind everyone, 85% of the Russian military is now completely committed to Ukraine. The other 15% spread all over, all the way out to the Pacific. Uh, so this, there are some real cracks now in Putin's uh, dictatorship. Why does this matter to us? Why does this matter to, you know, to the everyday American? I'm number one, Russian nukes. And I'm glad to see Biden's staff yet again walking back his irresponsible statements about regime change. We need stability in Russia on those nukes. But we also, this is a good thing in the sense that Russia is weaker. Uh, it's weaker in Ukraine. And this mercenary special forces group can't go control mines, for example, in Africa of the critical minerals that we need for our economy. But Congressman, uh, right? uh, forgive yeah, me the, for interrupting you, but where is he? Where is he? <laughs> where? I mean, this is, he was pals with Putin. And the Russians are, are very good at disinformation. So wh where is this guy? And, and Putin doesn't let anybody live. I mean, he's killed their own family members. So where right. is this guy? So this is what's so unclear. Is he going to use this uprising as, uh, as an excuse to create scapegoats in his minister of defense uh, and in his generals for all of their failures, uh, because uh, Prigozhin was a bit of a Robin Hood figure. He was seen as the only one speaking for the average Russian soldier mm -hmm. who didn't have the equipment and ammo that they ne needed and being fed into a meat grinder. So does he use, does Putin use that to his advantage, or is he simply buying time to defuse the situation and Prigozhin's going to die in his sleep? Uh, that part is incredibly uh, unclear at this point. He was also more ruthless than Putin as well. I mean, this is a guy that wanted to take Kiev, um, whereas Putin was like, look, there's a lot of Russian history there as well. So I know for the average day American or someone that's following this, they say no one can be worse than Putin. But this guy was. No, you're absolutely right. And I've told people that are calling for regime change. I mean, Biden famously said it while in, in uh, Poland. One, we have to have stability on those nukes. And two, be careful what you wish for. You could get far worse. It is much more likely that someone uh, even more hardcore, even more hardened and dictatorial than Putin to replace him, not some enlightened, centrist, moderate democratic figure. Uh, and, and that is uh, <laughs> certainly not good for U.S. interests. That's exactly right. Be careful what you wish for, Vince. It's pretty uh, pretty scary when you hear some of that stuff. There's, there's some things he mentioned we might want to talk about one day, too, but uh, maybe not today.
Maybe on the other side of the break. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. All right, stick around. We'll be getting to the calls uh, here shortly. The number to join us is 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. We'll be right back. understand what is taking place will instruct many except a man is born again he can enter or see the kingdom of god i don't care what label you've been given or what label you've given yourself you are essential you still matter this is a journey and when we get to the other side of that that's where our prize is that's where our reward is End time is not going anywhere. The symbols and prophecies within the book of Revelation have perplexed Christians and unbelievers around the world. In his final work, Revelation, the unveiling of Jesus Christ, part two. The late Irvin Baxter unlocks the mystery of the book of Revelation with in-depth analysis and commentary like you've never heard before. These comprehensive study tools, available for $299, will deepen your biblical understanding. Don't miss this special offer. Call 1-800-END-TIME or go to endtime.com. Welcome back to End Time. Vince Stegall here with Doug Norvell. Understand the End Time. The brand new series is now streaming on End Time Plus. If you go to endtime.com slash new, you'll see that there are about 10 episodes released, I believe. The other four will be released every Sunday until they're all out. So you can go right now if you're already an End Time Plus subscriber, stream all of them for absolutely free. And if you are not a subscriber, you can start with a free trial and binge watch all of them if you'd like. Endtime.com slash new, and you can start streaming Understanding the End Time today. All right, Doug, we just wrapped up that clip. What's up with all the Fox clips? Are, are you like <laughs> this big pro Fox guy or what? No, not Why at so all. many clips from Fox? Well, I mean, main reason is because Fox is the one that's putting the information out there more than anybody else. I mean, there's... When you find these news articles and you start going through news articles, they use clips in their articles, and these articles are using Fox clips. And, you know, I mean, Fox is pushing an agenda just like every other news agency out there. And, I mean, you heard some of the things that the reporter said. He's saying all kinds of stuff. They're kind of leading the the senator as he's answering the questions there. So uh, they're all pretty much the same as far as I'm concerned. But we do have other news outlets that we we have videos we just don't always get to those videos so yes but so yes. what were what were some highlights from that last clip well i mean one of the interesting things he he talked about there was that there now there are uh you know there's chips in the the armor basically of of putin we're seeing 
you know, where there's some instabilities there within their government and within uh, the power structure and what you think when you think of Russia and how much power Putin actually has. So he brought that out, which is, you know, interesting. But the one that kind of stuck out to me that was kind of strange is he said now with this Wagner group being kind of dispersed in different areas and nobody really knows where they are, maybe they won't be uh, at these mines uh, guarding the mines where we need to get in and get uh, precious minerals that will help our economy. So I'm wondering exactly what he's talking about there. So that's that's kind of interesting because, you know, Vince, we know that wars and things like this always kind of come back to where the money is and what's going on. And a lot of wars have been started because leaders have actually moved off the petrodollar and done things like that. Well, Putin's done that very thing, too. Uh, and, you know, as soon as he moves off the petrodollar and starts talking about uh, going back to the gold standard and starts going about to the ruble and things like that. And, and now he's very much involved with this economy that China is wanting to get geared up and start, which they want that to become more powerful uh, than the U.S. economy, which, you know, it, it appears like that power structure is going to change anyway to us through Bible prophecy. Because we see how it looks like America is not in world government anymore because we don't see the eagle's wings there. And so we will not be that leading force. And remember, this is even one of WEF's goals for 2030 is that America will no longer be one of the superpowers calling the shots for everything. There will be several other superpowers and America won't be the superpower. So uh, we do see a shift coming in, in prophecy also. And so that's why it's interesting. The the other interesting thing about it too, Vince, is that um, you know where, like I said before, they're talking about regime change there in Russia, and we know that based on what prophecy tells us, that the bear is going to be very much involved. The Russian bear will be involved in that one world government from Revelation 13. It tells us it has the feet of the bear, and I've said before. To me, when it talks about the feet, I always think about that being the military force behind it. Uh, what's driving the military may be the bear, the the Russian bear. And so for that to happen, we have to see something happen with the regime change. Just like everybody says, we don't see where we are right now in America, how the eagle's wings can be America helping Israel because of the way our country's going right now. Well, we see that there's going to have to be a regime change here. There's going to have to be things shift here to get us more Israel-friendly, you know, in the end time. And so... Anyway, these are things that you, we may not see how it's going to work out from where we are right now, but eventually God will make that pretty clear to us and help us to understand it. So um, anyway, that's those are the things that I kind of took away from that. Absolutely. Well, we'll be getting to more clips that are not from Fox News, so stick around so you can see where they're from. <laughs> yeah. And don't hate on Doug so much. Uh, but we're going to go to some, uh, some of the calls now. The number to join us is 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. There's some open lines if you want to join us. Now is the time to call. We're going to start in Texas. Trey is watching there. Trey, welcome to the End Time Show. Good afternoon. How are you? Thank you for taking my call. Absolutely. What's your question today, Trey? Well, I have a, com- a couple comments. So I think the thing in Russia, I think it's still to show you that wars are, are very long, uh, bloody uh, conflict. They don't. They just don't go in and out overnight. This just, just very rarely the case. And I think also this is also a sign with what Jesus discussed in all but the discourse with wars and rumors of wars. I think also through the days of Noah and Lot where you see violence and homosexuality. This thing with Russia is just one of the things that's happening. It's, you know, it's the, we're in the latter days. 
Amen. We agree with you, Trey. That's exactly right. I mean, Jesus told us it was going to happen before it started happening. And we are definitely witnessing that more and more every day. So nothing really surprises us here anymore. Absolutely. Thank you for your call. I'll be 60 years old uh, next month. So, yes, I've seen a lot of changes. They haven't been for the better. Uh, But, you know, I know in the end that Jesus will come back and he'll take his church. So, you know, we just have to be positive and, and not, not not get so uh, fixated on the bad things that happen. Amen. Thanks for your call, Trey. God bless you. We have open lines at 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. Was the rebellion in Russia really a failure? That's the general subject that we're talking about now, Doug. Um, the U.S. says that it's a new thing to see Putin's leadership directly mm-hmm. challenged like this. Yeah. What do you think about those comments? Well, I think that's true, too. I mean, we haven't seen this happen. Like, uh, you know, the reporter said earlier is that Putin, you know, if someone kind of got sideways with him or tried to stand up to him, uh, many times Putin would just have them killed or have their family killed. And, uh, you know, whether or not that's true, and I'm sure it is because, you know, he's a pretty vicious guy. And remember, he was part of the the Russian Secret Service before he became president, and that's what they were notorious for. And there's been people that have died from poisoning. That's why I mentioned the guy might be eating his porridge and just kill off. You know, you never know. So it's interesting there, and they, they bring up good points. But, yeah, to, to see that uh, he's actually being um, challenged now is something that's very interesting. But it's also something that makes you wonder you know, who's really behind this rebellion and who really uh, pushed for it. And and was the Wagner Group expecting more help? That's one of the questions I have myself. Uh, But, you know, like I said, we we do have other news footage where they have a different angle on this. Well, well, Doug, we we talk about how Russia, you know, for, for a very long time we've talked about how Russia is going to be part of that one world government system right. as prophesied in the Bible. Yeah. So we knew and we've known that if Russia isn't aligned with that, you know, we feel very strongly that that's going to shift some way. Yeah, so absolutely. to wake up to hear about this rebellion is not surprising to us and it won't be surprising when it actually does happen, when it follows through. However that does occur, we we don't know those specific details. Right. But we are looking for that to occur and Russia to align with this one world government. You mentioned earlier we're looking for shifts to occur in the United States. Do you think that means there's going to be a rebellion here as well? I I don't. I mean, I think that we'll just, you know, we'll have to suffer through this for another year or so and then vote again. So I don't expect there to be a rebellion here. I know some people talk about it, and it's kind of been pushed through our media, you know, the idea of that. Uh, you know, we kind of got some really cool at one time because people were saying, why do we keep saying that they're wanting a, a civil war? Well, it's because the media kept mentioning it. So, uh, you know, they were pushing that uh, perspective toward us. But I, I think that the American people are a lot smarter than what, you know, people give us credit for and that we're a whole lot more educated in what's going on to kind of realize, you know, when we're being played. Not everybody, but a lot of the majority. And so, anyway, I, I don't know that that'll happen. It's not in Bible prophecy that we can see that it happens, so that's why we don't talk about it a whole lot. But there are people out there talking about it. So Yeah, and we're going to get to those other views here in a moment. We're going to go back to the phone now. There's open lines at 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. Joel is in Oklahoma. Joel, welcome to the End Time Show. Well, how are you guys doing today? We're better than we deserve, Joel. 
Well, you are looking good. Looking good, as always. Thank you, Joe. <laughs> well, guys, I think there's uh, two, two perspectives maybe that we need to look at here. Uh, the Wagner Group came up through there, coming into, you know, saying they were going to have regime, regime, regime change and all that. And we found out, I think Putin and uh, Prigozhin found out who the weak people, weak people were in the uh, in Putin's government. I think it was a made-up deal, really. Just that's this is my perspective, mm-hmm. and I think it was a made-up deal to find out who the weak people were and who were going to side against him. And and now this is just my perspective. I'm just looking at it from that way. And if it was regime change, if it was looking like what it was appearing to be, uh, Putin's a lot stronger than people give him credit for. Uh, he could have knocked this Wagner group out way ahead of time mm-hmm. before they ever got where they were. Russia's not is not a weak nation. That's what I was trying to explain the other day, and I didn't get on in time. There's two factions fighting for the new world order right now. You have a northern group, and uh, I guess you could say the southern group. And uh, Russia is not conforming to the new world order or the people like the WEF and these people that are wanting, wanting that regime change you know, to come in and take over. He's not buckling down to that. Right. So I think there's two factions here that we need to look at that are fighting for world dominance. Who's going to be the leader, Mm -hmm. you know, in the world, new world order when it changes over? You know, when the Antichrist begins to appear and things start really rolling, rolling down to the end, we get into the final seven years. I think there's two factions fighting for this control, and I think Russia and China's on one side, and I think NATO and the people that are involved, like us, and uh, the European nations, I think they're on another side, and you've got all these other countries in between that are trying to decide whose side they're going to take up with. Yeah. I think that's what we need to look at right there. Well, I, I tend to agree with you there, Joel. Also, there's some other folks that agree with you, too. But uh, I, I definitely, that was one of the first thoughts that came to my mind is a lot of times uh, people like Putin and other leaders that are pretty intelligent, and uh, like you said, we don't give Putin the credit that, that's due to him. But I think that a lot of times they make something appear as though it's happening to find out who's really on their side and who isn't. And that could have been what this was all about. That's why we've kind of approached this as, you know, if this really even took place the way they're saying it did or if it was all show. Um, So it's an interesting point you bring up. And that's something that, you know, I kind of tend to to want to set back and watch this, too, because it could develop into something like that. You know, thanks for your call, Joel. We're coming up on a break. I got to cut you off there. So sorry. God bless you. Uh, We do have open lines at 877 end time. Doug, before we go to the break here. Um, is Vladimir Putin the Antichrist? (laughs) 
You know, Vladimir Putin could be the Antichrist, Vince, because he comes from the right place and he's a political leader. But, uh, you know, like I said... If not him, could it be the next Russian leader? It could. It could very well be. We'll have to wait and see. We know that it's the Antichrist is going to come out of Europe somewhere. And so, yeah, it could, it could happen. All right. We will be right back after this short break. Open lines at 877-363-8463. Give us a call. I'm Judy Baxter. When Irvin and I got married, we didn't realize that our calling would be a prophetic ministry. Since we started End Time Ministries, there have been many times we weren't sure how we would pay the bills, but God has always provided. We started with the magazine, then went on radio and TV, and now we have the Jerusalem Prophecy College in Israel and online with End Time Plus. The mission has always been to reach people with the gospel of Jesus Christ and the end time message. Through the years, my husband would say, we will see revival like never before in the last days. We are living in the end time now. Thank you for walking this journey with us and continuing in prayer. You are a part of the team. Thank you for your generous support. It is necessary for God's purpose. The most important thing is that you are ready when the Lord comes. Our hope is to help prepare you for that day. God bless you, and we love you. Welcome back to the End Time Show. Vince Stegall here with Doug Norvell. So happy you've joined us today. We have open lines at 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. Doug, we're talking about other people having different views on the situation. There's a number of clips we showed from Fox News. However, I know very well that you are all over the Internet, not just refreshing the Fox homepage. Right. Uh, you are watching uh, from way more sources than what people would even believe. Yeah. You're watching some stuff that some people... Might get mad at you for watching, I'll yeah. just say. Yeah, but um, <laughs> nonetheless, we've got another clip here to look at that has a different perspective on the situation. So yeah. let's check it out. Joining us now with more. Maria, I know you've been speaking with people over in Europe. Where is the main concern right now? Where is the balance of logic where people are basically honing in on in terms of the ramifications of what we saw over the weekend? Uh, look, there's a lot of question marks in terms of this deal. And the deal, of course, I referred to that uh, alleged uh, compromise that was reached out on the Saturday and negotiated by the head of Belarus, Alexander Lukashenko, between Vladimir Putin and Prigozhin. This deal is a reason fundamentally why Prigozhin and Wagner allegedly pulled back from Moscow. And the idea is that nobody would be prosecuted, there would be a sort of amnesty, and Prigozhin would head to Belarus, which, of course, is an independent and in theory, a separate country to Russia. Now, today, uh, the Russian state media, however, says that they have not dropped the investigation into mutiny, and there are serious questions as to where it is or what are the whereabouts of Prigozhin. I think the other big quick, quick question, excuse me, uh, that was made clear by the Secretary General today is this has ramifications in terms of what happens with uh, Wagner and this group of mercenaries, which not only operate in Ukraine, but in a number of places in the world. The Secretary General also repeated this 
this is what happens when you have mercenaries fighting your war. And again, a message for NATO. As far as NATO is concerned, the key point now is to keep supporting Ukraine at this stage. Whatever they need, allies should not provide it. And Marie, how much in Washington, D.C., is that the takeaway, that this gives Ukraine an advantage and they continue doubling down at this point? Or are you hearing a slightly different tone from the people in D.C.? Well, I think Washington administration does think this opens the door a bit more for Ukraine to make strategic advances when it comes to Putin's invasion of their country, specifically because now, as Secretary of State Antony Blinken put in a number of Sunday shows over the weekend, now what you have is Putin dealing with tension um, and the most serious threat we have seen on him and his power since he came to power uh, than he ever has. So he is dealing with a lot of internal politics, many of which we play over the weekend was chaotic, a spectacle. Russians also lost their lives in what happened uh, over the weekend. So now Putin's attention is going to have to be split. And that is why they think there's potentially this opening for Ukraine. Um, but as Maria says, there are a number of questions that still remain unanswered regarding what happened in terms of this deal and where does this leave Putin as military. Some analysts I'm speaking to also say potentially this will mean that Putin is going to become even more of a hardliner and really double down his aggression in Ukraine. It's interesting, Vince, because they mentioned this is what happens when you have mercenaries fighting for you. And they are calling out Russia on this. But the Ukraine's been using mercenaries all through this war, and they've come from all over the place. Uh, they don't say anything about that. And, and the other thing that's interesting is they talk about the ally support for Ukraine. So who's Russia really fighting here? That's another question. Is Russia fighting the world already? You know, it sounds like it. Well, because that's what they're talking about. When the world is pouring billions of dollars into mm-hmm. the Ukrainian side, yeah. uh, it seems quite obvious. Yeah, exactly. But, but I mean, are we proclaiming that that's World War III? I don't think so. Mm-mm. It's no. definitely not the Sixth Trumpet War. No. At least not yet. Yeah. So... But it's interesting at how they – this is what the media does. Now, this was U.S. news that this came from. but Maybe that's why you're skeptical of it because it's not Fox. <laughs> yeah, quit trying to throw me under the bus, Vince. Anyway. Hey, in honor of Doug, put Fox in the comments. <laughs> anyway, the, the whole thing here is that, once again, they're, they're slanting this to try to make your mind up for you on interviews like this. So it's interesting. It's interesting that the one lady that was saying a lot of that was in the EU clearly – uh, the background they had there, you see the EU flags at the, uh, probably the Charlemagne building there is probably where that video came from. So that's interesting. At least that's where their background came from. Ours is, I guess, the Kremlin today. I don't know what this is. But uh, now, this video that we're about to see, this one kind of goes along with what Joel was saying. And somebody that we, we kind of know here at End Time a little bit, we've got to meet uh this gentleman and he has his own social media stuff that he does and uh he has his own news program and it's interesting to get his take on it because these are some of the questions that we have to ask and it's interesting because you'll hear he did this video on saturday this is a video from instagram he did a video on saturday and then on monday what do we find out or no today's tuesday we find out that russia is not going to go forward with pressing charges on the wagner group so you want to see that video now? From Grant Stinchfield. There you that. go, Grant Stinchfield. 
When it comes to Russia, and certainly Vladimir Putin, things are never what they seem. So the media right now is breathlessly reporting that there's an uprising in Russia, and the leader of the Wagner Group, Putin's private military, is moving on Putin and his power structure. I do not believe this to be true. I don't think this is exactly what is going on. The Wagner Group has always been a very, very close ally of Vladimir Putin. Vladimir Putin, it is no secret, is not happy with his military or the leadership in the military. Ukraine is not going well. The war is not going well. I think what's happening here is under Vladimir Putin's direction, the Wagner Group is moving on military leadership. There is a deal in place with Vladimir Putin and the leader of the Wagner Group. And you watch when all this is over, Vladimir Putin will still have power. And instead, the leader of the Wagner Group will now be in charge of defense in Russia. He will be leading the Russian military. Again, nothing is ever what it seems in Russia. And yet the media can never see strategy ever. Vladimir Putin is sly as a fox. The Wagner Group is 25,000 soldiers strong. There is no way they could take out the Russian military. Vladimir Putin and the Wagner Group have a deal in place. You watch. When it comes to Russia, and certainly... So he gives kind of a different perspective on it. And, I mean, that will, that remains to be seen if that's what how it plays out. But it is interesting because... It's one of the first things I thought, too, when I saw this. I thought, is this really what's going on, or is this some type of staged event that they're doing to try to see where the world is on, on this stance and what's going to happen? So it's interesting. So anyway, that's kind of Grant's uh, take on it, and we'll just have to wait and see how it turns out. So we've covered a lot of information, yeah, a lot of news information. Mm-hmm. Why is all of this important to Bible prophecy? And it's Russia in the Bible. I think we've established pretty well at this point. We do believe Russia is in the Bible. Yeah. So why is this important to Bible prophecy? Right. And so, you know, because we see it in in two different places. Uh, One of the places that we understand is in Daniel chapter 7. And we see in Bible prophecy uh, in Daniel chapter 7 that Scripture tells us that Daniel sees these beasts. And Scripture also tells us that these beasts are nations or kingdoms and uh, that these kingdoms will be here at the time that Jesus comes back to establish his kingdom. And so that's why it's important to us, Vince. And so in Daniel 7, uh, chapter 7, verse 5, it talks about a bear. And so the scripture, do we want to read the scripture today? Absolutely. It says, uh, Daniel 7, 5, And behold, another beast, a second, like to a bear, and it raised up itself on one side, and it had three ribs in the mouth of it between the teeth of it and they said thus unto it arise devour much flesh okay and so we know that if this is a modern day nation that's going to be here during the time that jesus returns and establishes his kingdom everybody recognizes the russian bear everybody understands that we also know that the russian bear is one of the major world powers uh, here on earth right now and they're also one of the major powers within the UN that has veto power so uh, we we truly believe that this is uh, the bear now people always ask us well if it's Russia what what are these three ribs in its mouth well we have an answer for that too would you like to tell everybody what the three ribs are possibly well it well I wanted to highlight that it is super weird that there are three ribs in it right mm-hmm. like yeah 
uh, I, uh, symbolism. You know, I always talk about these being like transformer uh, type things. You don't see <laughs> right. a lion with eagle's wings. You don't see this this beast with um, all these different animal parts. You know, different right. feet, different mouth, all that stuff. So it's super weird that the that the ribs are there, and we have a couple of possibilities. I know that the land from China during the 19th century, that's one of the highlights that we talk about. Right. Uh, I don't China know. actually called bones of contention. Even to this day, they say that those regions are bones of contention. How do you say those three nations? Do you know? Uh, let's see. Uh, Manchuria, Mongolia, and Xinhai. Sounds great. Yeah. And China wants them back. Yeah. So China and Russia are kind of buddies, though. So what's up with that? How's their contention but... Also, that exists. I don't know. We may see that change. And then, you know, like we've said before, we don't see China in that last part of the world uh, beast. And so with China not really being visible there and China being such a, a threat now, who knows what happens to China? So Russia may continue to hold those providences. We'll just have to wait and see. And we also throw the Baltic states out there. Yes. Lithuania. Uh, Latvia and Estonia. Mm-hmm. So, and remember, we talked about those recently when we talked about Belarus. All those they they border Belarus. And the interesting <coughs> thing about Belarus, Belarus played a big uh, part of this negotiation uh, to bring this to a close. Belarus is where they have now moved nukes into that region as a threat to the West to say, look, we have these weapons now in Belarus, which is right there at the border of the Ukraine, and these things are functional and ready to go. They, we showed pictures of them a couple of weeks ago and talked about Belarus and how these weapons of uh, mass destruction have been brought into that area. These are nuclear weapons, uh, and they are capable to be fired from there, even striking into Poland if they had to. And so it's a threat that Russia put out there to tell the rest of the world, hey, we are serious about our stance on this situation. So these could be those bones. So that's what makes that interesting. It also helps us to understand that the bear is Russia, right? So then we see this world government beast in Revelation 13 that John sees. Can I ask you a question first? Yeah, absolutely. So these two things here, are Mm -hmm. we saying that it has to be one of these, or is, could there be something that we haven't even considered? That's a great question, because it could be something we haven't seen yet. It could be something that's going on right now with the Ukraine. I mean, we just don't know for sure, but these are possibilities uh, which would fit that, They're three, those three provinces. So uh, it's just interesting that, that those two options are there, but it could be something that happens you know, in the near future, too. We just don't know for sure, but that's the closest we can get to say this could be it. Maybe three Biden scandals. <laughs> Maybe. We'd have to have another <laughs> uprising not. somewhere Definitely to cover. Oh, man, there's going to have to be a lot of other news going on to cover some of that stuff that's coming out. Okay, um, so back to now John sees this vision of this world government beast, and this is why we say Russia has to very much be a part of uh, the world government and that's we're not going to have time are we but Revelation 13 is in there yeah Revelation 13 1 and 2 where it talks about that combined beast and shows us that the bear is the feet of that of that beast so something's going to have to change yes it absolutely. didn't happen this weekend but it's going to happen before the return of Jesus right so be on the lookout for that you know, I said, told everybody to type Fox in for Doug, and I'm the only one that did it. So <laughs> help me out. Put Fox in the comments. Let Doug know that you're paying attention to all those clips that he pulled today. 
Uh, don't forget to go to watch.endtime.com and endtime.com. There's thousands of hours of content available there for you, totally free because of our awesome partners that give every single month and make this program available absolutely free to you. We will see you right back here tomorrow at 3 p.m. Central Time.